Good morning, Stone Village, and happy fourth Sunday of Advent. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. God with us in this time set apart, in the quiet and stillness, may we draw near to you and to one another. May your word inspire our lives to act with courage and conviction, to birth new possibilities of peace and mercy into this world. This we pray in the name of the Christ child. Amen. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their faults. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Do you ever question the nativity's authenticity? Do you ever wonder if it really happened the way it is described? What's the hardest part for you to believe? What shocks you about the nativity story? For most people, I suspect, Mary's virginity raises the most doubts and questions. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I am not. And yet, I know enough to know you cannot be both a virgin and be pregnant simultaneously. So the story does seem to contradict what we know about the logistics of how babies are born. And to be honest, it doesn't make sense. It does not. There is no rational scientific explanation for Jesus' conception and eventual birth. And so here is where most of us get stuck in the story, its supposed authenticity. And we're not alone. Joseph also had a tough, difficult time with this portion of the story too. And so he planned to dismiss her quietly. He'll not make a scene, he'll break the engagement, he'll send her away. They can each go their separate ways and get on with their separate lives. I wonder, is anyone surprised by Joseph's plan? 
I'm not. Isn't this what we tend to do when we don't understand? We dismiss what makes no sense. We turn away from possibilities which don't align with or fit with our ideas, beliefs, and experiences. Joseph knows better, better than to believe babies are made without a man. <laughs> so do we. Joseph knows what he believes and believes what he knows. So do we. And therein lies the problem. You see, what Joseph knows is too small. What Joseph knows is too narrow. What Joseph knows is too limiting. And you and I, we are not so very different from Joseph. Consider for a moment and be honest with yourself. How many relationships have you lost in your life because they didn't make sense to you? For whatever reason, you just couldn't imagine the relationship ever working out. So you never gave it a chance. Or how many times in your life have you given up on someone because the story of their life didn't match your own? Or how many times have you misjudged someone because you couldn't accept their explanations, their version of events, and only later learned what they said was true. Certainly, we have all had those times when we have dismissed and walked away from people, opportunities, and even personal dreams, only to later wish we had waited a bit longer, embraced a bit of patience, and spent more time asking, seeking, and discerning. The truth is, we dismiss people, <laughs> relationships, ideas, opportunities, and dreams all the time. We do. You do. I do because we don't understand, because they do not fit our experience, because they don't make sense, because the explanations are, to us, unbelievable, because the possibility of success, according to you and to me, is impossible. And so, in dismissing that which makes no sense, that which we don't understand or can't explain or can't imagine, we refuse to open ourselves to something new. And sometimes this means we refuse to open ourselves to God. And isn't this what Joseph is doing when he decides to quietly dismiss because in dismissing her, he's dismissing God. And in dismissing God, he's dismissing the possibility of new life, the possibility of new relationship, the possibility of new understanding, 
And this is what often happens when we are dismissive of what we don't understand. We foreclose the life and opportunities God wants to birth in us and through us. Of course, I am not suggesting we should be naive or gullible. No. I wonder, though, what we have lost when we demand answers and refuse to live with questions. I wonder how often we miss the potential of our own life because we limit it to what we know, what's familiar, and what makes sense. I wonder how often we dismiss God's hope for our lives because we are too busy searching for explanations rather than trusting and entering into the mystery of God. Ultimately, Joseph took Mary as his wife. However, he first had to move beyond what he understood and what made sense. He had, he had to allow God to transcend the limits of his knowledge. He had to let go of trying to put it all in terms of a rational explanation. Because making sense of Mary's pregnancy, <laughs> figuring it all out, and explaining how it happened is not the point of the story. It is not the point of the story. So let me go back to where I started. What is the most shocking part of today's gospel? What makes you wonder if this story really is true? What is the hardest part of the story for you to believe? In my opinion, <laughs> the big shock of this story has nothing to do with a pregnant virgin who gives birth. The real shocker for me is that God chose to be with us in flesh and blood, human, fragile, and frail. And when you think about God with us, you must acknowledge the truth that this means God is with us in people, in relationships, in ideas, in opportunities, and even in our dreams. Further, God is with us in all the circumstances and situations of our lives, in joys and sorrows, in life and death, in success and failure, in hope and despair, in strength and in weakness. God is there with us. And that, shocking as it is, is the point of the story. Sometimes, however, the truth gets lost or ignored in our frail human attempts to explain how it all happened. 
to make sense of it, to make it conform to our understanding. And when we get stuck there, well, we quietly dismiss God with us. Here's the deal, though. We all live on a spectrum between quietly dismissing Mary and taking her as our spouse. Joseph has shown us this. He reveals to us our own dismissive ways. Yet he also shows us we can take Mary and establish with her a relationship of commitment, of love, and intimacy without all the answers. And so in this final week of Advent, as we prepare for the birth of the Christ child, perhaps instead of analyzing and explaining how the story could and should happen, we simply bask in its beauty and let the truth of the mystery of God with us, allow it to wash over us, allow it to envelop us. Further, instead of looking for answers, perhaps we can ponder what might be born in us, what needs to be born in us, what is waiting to be born in us, which is, is exactly how we open ourselves to the life and the hope and the possibilities God offers each one of us. That's what Joseph did. He took Mary as his wife and opened himself to something new, something different, something unexpected, something unexplainable. He opened himself to the life and possibilities God offered, and he named it all Jesus. And you can too, because you and I, we are not so very different from Joseph. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.